Let's just say when we're three or four years old, like a tiny little wildling, you know, shaking your tail as a little wild thing, four years old. And I, it's one of the questions I ask when you, when you, if you can remember being that young and being playful and singing and dancing and just being your wild self. What? Uh, welcome to Finding Your Spark again. It is so nice to be here today with my guest, Jeremy Detali. He's a communications coach who helps people overcome fear and anxiety around speaking and singing so they can express themselves with total confidence, clarity, and ease. He's helped hundreds of people from CEOs to yoga teachers show up powerfully as their authentic selves. And I am so pleased that he's here today to be able to talk to us about how we can work with our voice to find more joy, to create more joy in our lives. Thank you so much for being here today, Jeremy. Lynn, it's a total pleasure and hello to all the listeners and watchers. Yeah, it's really great to be here. So maybe a place to start is to go back to the beginning. Let's just say when we're three or four years old, like a tiny little wildling, you know, shaking your tail as a little wild thing, four years old. And I, it's one of the questions I ask when you, when you, if you can remember being that young and being playful and singing and dancing and just being your wild self, what, what emotion does that evoke? Like, what, what do you think of, what emotion do you think is in that child's body? Or what emotions? Yeah, so that is so playful, right? My, my whole being goes to joyous playfulness in that. You, you actually, when you described it, you reminded me of a picture that we found recently of me as about, I could walk, so maybe I was two, with somebody's purse over my shoulder and I was like running away in the middle of the woods, like dancing my way into the woods. It was a really interesting <laughs> to find about yourself. You know, I, it never occurred to me that that is who I started out as. Right. It totally makes sense. Yeah, so joyful, free, unconcerned what people think. And then people spend the rest of their lives wondering why they feel they're looking for something in their lives, something's missing, uh, and joy's missing, and enjoyment of life. And really, I think it, it goes back to once upon a time being a free, completely open child, and then over time shutting down and conforming and learning what to say, when to say it, uh, learning to freeze when people get angry, um, learning that we're too much, or that we shouldn't express our emotions, or that we have a bad singing voice, or that we talk too much, or whatever the messaging that, that gets put on top of us. And gradually, little by little, these clamps kind of appear over this area. And that wild, beautiful, heartful, heart, um, open and playful expression is gone. And then how else are we going to move through the world uh, other than over seriously and ponderously if we've lost our ability to express ourselves freely and if we don't feel safe in the world anymore. Yeah, I, I love that you're bringing these topics up because I feel like this is really us tapping into something that is not necessarily noticeable. Like we may not have known this about ourselves. It's not on the usual inventory list of like, yeah, we ask ourselves, are we happy? We ask ourselves, are we doing what we want to do? Are we, do we have meaning in our lives? You know, things like that. But we don't typically say like, what did I lose along the way? <laughs> and, and if I know what I lost, 
how am I going to get that back? So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so normalized, the loss of joy and the kind of surrendering into seriousness and just the loss of confidence in general. It's normalized that we kind of shut down and we don't express our emotions particularly much and that we're terrified of conflict. We're terrified of people hearing us sing just in case we don't sing perfectly. And we, it's completely normal in our culture. And it just doesn't have to be so. And, and I will say that as I work with people and blocking their expression, and there are really good reasons to do this, because just to, to segue a little bit, to have a blocked expression can mean the difference between you showing up in a meeting, putting your ideas forward or staying too quiet, or it can be in your relationship, not expressing your boundaries or not asking for what you want, or being unable to express joy and kind of cultivate joy in your relationships. And so in a way we can end up living half a life and be half the person that we really are. And underneath is this, this I mean, we know that we're so much more and that we, there's so much more life in us, but it's kind of all held in or some of it's held in. Anyway, I'm all here all about working through the blocks, honoring that they're there because they started a long time ago, but saying, hey, we can do this a little differently. I want to start at the beginning of that. That was wonderfully uh, flowing through the what I feel like was a sort of a process of that. And uh, I would like to start kind of at that very beginning part, because I feel like we really, um, well, we live in a world that encourages us to do this. <laughs> Not just we can do it, but it actually is to the benefit of those around us when we do this, right? So these are the parts you're talking about that are, they are not just not encouraged, they are absolutely discouraged. They're the parts that make you that, as you said, wild and free child, right? That uncontrollable, difficult to be around, person and yes we have to learn how to be in communion with one another but that is that space that it probably gets given up the most isn't it it's exactly that it's like a it's it's like a kind of a, a whole lot of conditioning and comes around the whole being and we become tense around each other and the object is obviously not to be banging pots and pans um in, in the middle of your next meeting client meeting the object is to be able to be deeply comfortable in our own skins around each other. And actually in that way, when you're in it, whether you're in a sales meeting or talking with your children or family, when it's kind of deeply seated in oneself, you know how you feel, there's heart centeredness, so there's warmth, there's the ability to express love or express any other emotions that are going on, but appropriately. So we almost want to adult that child, but in a way, like you said, unlike how society has taught us. So society's taught us to be shut down, reserved, inauthentic, and, and, and afraid of communicating. We want to evolve that beautiful, free child into an adult that can, communic can communicate the fullness of ourselves with confidence and ease and a little twinkle in the eye and unafraid of making mistakes. You know, just being willing to be human and you know, I don't know what, what happens next. Who doesn't matter. Let's work it out. We'll work it out together, you know, to not always have a plan. Yes, I love that you're, you're bringing this up because essentially, you know, from, 
from my work's perspective, you're talking about finding joy in that space, in that private space where you've worked out what is authentic and how do I really feel and what do I really want and what do I feel like I want to contribute in the world, but then also taking it to that next step, right? Where you find that that sweetness, that heart-centered kindness, I think is what you called it, the, the joy, the space of a raised vibration, right? And then participate in the world and then bring your whole self because it's really different to go into the world. I mean, there are so many people now in the world who are finding that authentic voice and then going out as a warrior, right? And, and sort of wanting to beat it into the, the rest of the world that this is who I really am. So what you're talking about is quite different from that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really honor what you're saying there. The, the object of this is not to have allow, you know, to take over spaces or to tell other people how to be. It's deeply about being comfortable in one's own skin. So I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. And this is really a hack for everyone listening. And, and Donna Lynn, I'm going to I'm going to invite you to do this with me. So right now, what I wanted you to do is cross your hands over each other just like this, sort of crossing your hands over each other. What you're gonna do is put your hands down on your thighs and you're gonna tap alternately left and right on your thighs. So we're just tapping on our legs, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, really gently. I've actually been doing this quite often um, on this call so far. And what I'm doing is I'm bringing my awareness down into my body. So I'm kind of grounding myself and in a way, I'm gonna say, yeah, just grounding myself and bringing, bringing my uh, energy and awareness down into my body. And what I'm doing, in, well, what I'm focusing on is bringing a sense of relaxation and ease into the moment. And in a way, I spend less time listening to the content and, and I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say at all. And I bring all of my awareness down into the body. And trust that if I'm grounded and I'm in my body, then just the right words will come out at just the right time and I'll know when to stop speaking to and hand over the mic so we can have a conversation. So Donalyn, how did it feel to tap and, and bring awareness down into your body? Well, I do love that as a technique. I think that grounding as a technique is amazing. And I, I liked that particular one. I feel like it not only brought awareness into the lower body, it, it brought awareness into the upper body as well, right? So it felt as if it activated the whole body. So that's a really interesting first step because we haven't, that isn't really a communication tool, right? That's, that's a, a precursor which will get us ready for the communicating, which is fantastic, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I suppose the thesis that I work with and that I, I find tried and tested and proven is that if I can regulate or if I can help my clients regulate their nervous systems while communicating with other people, and more and more and more, they just feel good inside themselves when they're communicating and just the right words come out and they tend not to over speak. They tend to be able to move through a freeze. In other words, if I freeze when I'm in a group, stop paying attention to the group and start paying attention to the body and regulate the nervous system until there's calm, until there's a sense of, oh, okay, I feel okay inside me. Then the communication's easy. I love that you're bringing this up as a, as a, 
central nervous system regulator because the crossing of the arms really brings in another element, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, from a theory point of view, we're crossing the midline, uh, which is to cross the midline of the body, which is used in an enormous number of different techniques from very, very powerful trauma techniques to other simpler techniques for regulating brainwave states and so on. So all we're trying to do is take charge of our nervous system when communicating with other people and then see what magic arises from that. I love that you bring in the magic element uh, because magic, uh, I, I, I adore the word magic <laughs> in general. I like it. But I do think that uh, we forget that we make it happen, right? That we are, it's magical, but it doesn't happen unless we provide the right circumstances. And um, those things that we see other people do and we say, oh, that's magical. Often we can absolutely do those things given the right circumstances. And you're really helping us to set that up in the body. Yeah, I mean, just to riff off what you were saying around around the magic is one of the things I like to say is that this kind of work, and much the same as yours, I have no doubt, is really about helping people unleash their unique magic. Find, and uh, mine's more around the unleashing. Yours is probably around the finding of the unique magic. You know, my, 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 I'm an enabler to to help people get their get their work or their magic out into the world. Um, but I, I'm not so good at, 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 at helping them find out exactly what the magic is. <laughs> I'm not sure that I, whether I got your work right or not there. <laughs> well, I think um, the, definitely the podcast is about finding that space. And then uh, my work really uh, takes it to the next step. So when people work with me, whether it's in one-on-one -on -one situations or in group situations, uh, we really take that to the next step where we get to practice joy and bring it into the world so that we know how to be it and how to enable it in ourselves and then how to allow it to exist in our lives without it breaking up marriages and losing jobs and right because a lot of times there can be collateral damage when people kind of wake up and go like wait 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 this isn't my life <laughs> let me tell you what my life looks like and so uh that process uh can be really a little bit messy but so there's all the way through that process and into the practicing and and living a joyous life in community. So it's really nice, yeah. That sounds good, that sounds good. Yeah, so you're kind of, yeah, I suppose facilitating or midwifing that transition too, which is really beautiful. And as you say, turning a life towards purpose and towards a deep sense of purpose and flow and enjoyment sometimes can involve upsetting a few apple carts or, you know, there are transitions to be navigated, um, but hopefully we can do that. Well, it's an interesting thing that you bring up purpose because uh, I feel like there is a popular notion right now that purpose trumps joy, right? That people feel like if I can find the thing that will help me make my mark, that I will have been important, that I will have existed for a reason, that I can make all the things make sense that I went through, that that is what's gonna carry me uh, through this life in a way that creates joy, except that it doesn't, right? It doesn't create joy, it creates purpose and more purpose and more purpose. And it's a wonderful thing, not, not dissonant at all, 
but it really isn't joy and it isn't where we find joy or or happiness or that that really lasting happiness right because we can fall into that same pattern that people fall into in in aggressive jobs with with things we find really purposeful in our lives right this is what i was put on on earth to do and yet i get in it and then i i want to be competitive with myself over it or i only really feel good when i'm making giant leaps or you know any of those things that we can put in our in our way so uh these techniques that you're talking about about finding the physicality of joy and allowing this spacesuit that we've been given to come through the world uh, to do something different than what we've trained it to do so far it's really important really important yeah absolutely and 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 I, I'm, I'm on the same page as you I, i've definitely also been a person who's I found work that is purposeful that I really love doing, but it was really through following what lights me up, you know, so, and so the purpose kind of shows itself, but to turn it into a crusade or anything like that, joy gone, you know, to turn it into another, you know, just, yeah, to turn it into some, like, into a lot of work and lose the joys is in a way, so kind of ruin the fun of it and, and in the play of it and in the delight in it and in being fascinated by what one's doing, I think is, is, is uh, where the magic is, as we were saying earlier. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that willingness to allow it to be joyful, even though it's important, right? It's like we, we, we have an inverse relationship with that, right? We think important, I must be serious, as opposed to right and important i should be having even more fun <laughs> <laughs> so now donlin how do you feel about your singing voice well that's interesting right I, so i had not thought about this before we got on here but as you were speaking uh, it occurred to me that i sang quite a lot when i was young uh, i went to performing arts school i you know i was in that sort of space where I was allowed to express that really and encouraged to express that uh, really easily so I could dance and I could sing and I could kind of do all these things and uh and I have not sung in a very long time wow. it's actually really hard to find places to sing as an adult if you're not in certain certain cultural niches yeah right 100%, if I were a yeah. church goer I could find that <laughs> Can I challenge you to something then? I'd love to try something, which is that I do something and then you do it after me. It's, it's something, it's an exercise that I could, okay. we could just see it's how this goes. It's recorded, so I don't mind. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> no, so here's the game. Also to, to notice what happens in your body right now, just at the suggestion of it. Is there a fear response? Is there contraction? Yes. yes. So, so when I'm, when I'm working with people, one of the things I like to do is to just show them, okay, so that fear response is lodged in all of my clients' bodies in different shapes and forms. Is it, is it in your solar plexus or what are you feeling where? Okay, yes, definitely in my solar plexus okay. and a little bit in my root chakra. 
Okay, gotcha. Is it okay just to acknowledge it and let it be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It feels like it's dissipated. Yeah. Good. Okay. So we're gonna play a game that I, I often do in groups, um, and it's 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 kind of a, a voice game that I call baby dolphin. So we're gonna be like a baby dolphin, sort of swimming through the water. I'll take a turn. You take a turn. It's really there's not a singing thing. This is more just a vocal thing. Just okay. so. What's happening in your body right now that I mentioned? I that? feel like I should have not had coffee and I should have had six <laughs> gallons of water. So still a performance anxiety going on here. <laughs> okay, so just to acknowledge the performance anxiety, so just to know that that's actually sitting in the in your nervous system still. And that will be one of the reasons why you don't sing as well. It's, um, and, and just for everyone in the audience, I'm going to say that I'd say 75% of the people that I work with don't sing as well. A lot of people come to me because of their speaking voice, but often use the singing voice as well to show people some of the physiological responses that are sitting in there, like it's just a mild terror response. And one wants to actually work those, work with them and work them through in the body because those same responses may show up talking, leading groups, or they can just show up in, in different places. This part of the child that got shut down is literally in your solar plexus there right now. I she, love it. Yeah, part of that girl that decided things weren't safe that's her. But here we go. We're just going to do this just for fun. Okay. So I'm going to do it, which is like, and I'm just going to take a breath and then I'm going to do a note from the top of my range down to the bottom like this. Ah, it's your turn. Okay. You did it. It was perfect. Woo. You survived. <laughs> it wasn't the top of my range, though. That was interesting. Okay, so let's do it again. How are you feeling now that you've done it? What's happening in your body? I'm feeling more familiar with my voice. I mean, okay. so the interesting thing that you bring up is mm. the not using your voice because I do sing at home. Okay. The, I, the only people who hear it are my cats. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for being brave. I mean, this is, I mean, this is on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Let's just do one more to see what happens. Okay. Ah, your turn. Great, great, great. Well done. Is there any remorse or shame or anything else going on there? Embarrassment? No. Great. Beautiful. That's, that's I fantastic. I opened my mouth. Sound came out. I did it perfectly. Yay! That's what I think. <laughs> Air Look passed. I was happy. <laughs> how are you feeling now that we're, we've, we're done with Baby Dolphin? How are you feeling? Lovely. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of lovely <laughs> what kind of lovely um well do, do you mean something specific no my just body you said feels I feel, good yeah my body feels nice yeah great yeah no just checking in just because you know there was some fear beforehand just checking in uh, has that fear released and um oh i still and... fully intend to cut this out if it's terrible so i'm not too worried <laughs> 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 and i will probably leave that part in <laughs> Okay. The actual, the actual singing that you did was perfect. I mean, it was technically all perfect. It was really just to demonstrate 
that fear response that's in us. You know, I was just simulating that, but the people for the people that are listening to this, some of these people have got a fear response talking to groups. You know, when you're leading groups, there'll be a percentile of people who are sitting very quietly, who are the last people to share, um, who are a, who feel remorseful and embarrassed after speaking like they've done something wrong. Or there are those that do the same thing in one on one relationships where it's very hard to just to speak out their emotions or if they speak up and have boundaries, it feels like they've done something wrong anyway. And so we were just exploring really the physiological response that's in all of us, which is a fear of expressing ourselves. And the idea with this work is that we don't have to be stuck judging ourselves, shut down, be, living half of our lives um, unexpressed, let's just say. So I feel like where we're at with this is that we've sort of talked about ways to use our bodies and our voice specifically to release things that might be in our way. Anxiety, fear, worry, remorse, guilt, you know, all the things, judgment. Um, is there a kind of a next step where we really are able to, once we've kind of done some of that work, is there a next place that we go with it where we can take it to finding that joy, to, to really going beyond release and into propulsion? Yeah, thank you for asking. That's a great question. Yeah, so as, as you say, there's an initial part of the work, which is releasing the, the blocks that are preventing us. Uh, I'm going to say that in the process of releasing in the blocks, joy is released. So something that I observe in this work is that as people unblock their voices, it's like the child emerges and simple, spontaneous joy emerges at the same time. Simultaneously, what that means is, is that our ability to be playful with each other is, is instantly there. Our ability to connect and be heart-centered and loving and feel safe and connected with others is also up-leveled a huge amount. And then between that and, and so therefore, sorry, just to say that I, I can't overstate the pleasure of what it feels like to be around other human beings, feeling completely comfortable in your own skin. That's just a soft, low level joy of just like a joy of being. It's like, I'm okay being me. I'm okay for you to be you. Uh, it's awesome that we get to be together for this time. And I don't mind how I sound or you sound. It's just like it's a no judgment zone. And so the whole act is just joyful from really from there out or has the potential for it. Let's just say that. Yes, yes. Uh, so you really, um, you remind me of how important this is, right? So here we are. We have released. We are joyous. We can be playful. And one of the things that came to mind as you said that was, um, about how when there is conflict in our relationships, how we react to it is 90% of our experience, right? So somebody walks into a room and says, hey, could you go blah, blah, blah? And any number of reactions could be happening inside of you. But if you're in the space you just described, that space of, ease and playfulness and without any guilt or judgment on yourself, then 
the response to that can can easily be whatever it is for you in that moment without all of history on your back and your future on the line. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's huge. You know, like I, I certainly wasn't taught how to do deal with conflict, you know, in a, in a kind of healthy fashion in my family and in my culture and so on. So, and we have, you know, we have choices. I just didn't really have any. So if there was conflict, I would often shut down, withdraw. Uh, also was, um, I always like to say, you know, are you, do you fight? Are you a fighter? Are you a fleer? Do you, so do you leave the room, leave the conversation, leave the relationship? Do you freeze? Nothing comes out. Or are you a fawn, F-A-W-N? And I was a pleaser. And I, I would free, I was a freezer and a pleaser and, a, and sometimes a runner, um, all of the things, just not healthy. Um, and as you say, the idea is to return to a much simpler, cleaner, a more whole, more evolved way of being. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to get triggered because everybody gets triggered. But the option is, what are we going to do when we get triggered? And obviously, the first place to do, or the first place is to take a huge pause and breath, take a deep breath, resource ourselves and regulate our nervous system, and then give ourselves the potential to be non-reactive. Now, that, that means not sending it back aggressively, nor running immediately, nor moving immediately to being pleasing and just saying the right thing, pausing and coming back home to self, and then being able to authentically engage with heart. Once again, it's not always going to be joyful per se, but it, it can be authentic and it can be deeply emotionally healthy and it can be and it can be underpinned with with heart, which kind of, I just want to say, heart should really be our north star in all of this you know you're really reminding me and and us sort of talking through just a simple interaction between two people whether it's co-workers or family members or wherever it is those simple interactions can just soak up so much of our energy just suck it all out of us right and so this way of being where you've taken the time to know you and you've cleared the blockages so that you can express you and still stay connected to that North Star, right? To, to your heart. That when we do that, suddenly we can sleep at night and we're rested when we wake up and we have plenty of energy and we don't wake up and say, why is it so hard, you know? And those things that even on a day-to-day -day basis, we can really experience that really very differently. Right. There can be a day you wake up and you're like, oh, OK, fine. So now I have to walk all the way over there, <laughs> you know, and then there are other days that you wake up and you just can really be free of um, of all of it. You can just be fun and playful and joyful from the moment. And that energy level is a huge difference, huge difference. Yeah, and, and I think it just in, in one of the things that this brings up for me is is what I'm going to call unfinished conversations. You know, people with voice blocks will spend hours, days, weeks, months replaying conversations in their heads. I know it. I've done it. I've spent 
large amounts of time of what I should have said, what I'd like to say, replaying, hashing this conversation round and round and round. And of course, what does that feel like in the body? It feels disgusting. You know, there are horrible feelings in the body as I'm like, oh, these thoughts of what I should have said. And the object of this is to get the conversations done and have clear, uh, kind of clear the space so that, as you say, we can go to sleep at night and with a kind of a clean slate, wake up to each day as best as we can without any unfinished conversations, without any kind of long resentments and rage sitting in our bodies. We want to be able to live without carrying this, these burdens. It's really uncomfortable carrying that stuff. And so clearing it, learning to have the conversations in real time and finish with really bonding. So the conversations are always about uh, kind of mutual, um, about both parties benefiting it from it, but also clearing what needs to be cleared. And so we can get back to this extraordinarily beautiful planet and, and, and the potential of living a good and beautiful and meaningful life without dragging uh, resentment and sadness around with us wherever we go. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You know, I want to ask if there's something that you can tell us about that is uh, an easy joy trigger for you in your day to day life. Mm, easy joy triggers. Yeah. So easy joy triggers for me would be one is singing. Now, that's not for everyone. For some many people that will make them feel sad. Um, so if you can sing, do sing. Better still, if you can sing with other people, even better. Um, I'm going to also say sing along to African music. If you don't listen to any African music, African music contains more joy probably than any other music on the planet. So yeah, there's so much beautiful African music. Um, I would say listen to, for example, if you just Google um, South African um, traditional choir music. It's very old and very traditional with ancient African melodic uh, call and response. And, you, you know, in, in South African and African traditional culture, the whole community sings. The idea of you being a non-singer just doesn't exist. It's, this is only something that exists in the West. And um, so that's one of the way, ways to joy. If you want to reconnect with singing joy, let Africa help you do that. Nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate that window into... Uh, it, a very locale specific, actually, type of joy. So fantastic, wonderful. I, you know, I lead on my online course, I, I'd work with people from all around the planet. And of course, what do I do in between the speaking tools and working through the nervous system tools? We always resource ourselves as a group uh, singing African music. And I watch the group of people from uh, all over the place and everyone singing African music and the joy pouring out of their bodies is palpable and beautiful. Really mm. nice. Well, that is an excellent segue for me to ask you what you have going on. Is there anything you'd like to let everybody know about and how can we get in touch with you? Right. So I'm available and uh, on Instagram as Jeremy Detolly. Uh, my website is jeremydetolly.com. So my main offering is my course, Awaken Your Radiant Voice. And I run that at the moment twice a year. And that is all about awakening speaking and singing and confidence and being comfortable in your own skin. I also do, let's call it kind of premium coaching, where I work with, you know, 
business folks, CEOs, influencers, and so on, to really work at unblocking their self-expression. And so that's really individualized, kind of optimizing self-expression to speak with authority and clarity and overcome the freeze response and not just feel safe speaking, but speak with deep heart, clarity, warmth, um, in a way that people find believable and, and, uh, and want to work with you. So I, I see one-on-one -on -one clients, but I, that's very full. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. I obviously want to remind everybody that knowing where you are in this process is the very first step. So if you'd like to find out a little bit more about your own self and have a little fun doing it, feel free to go to RoadmapToMoreJoy.com where you'll find a 11 question quiz, two minutes it takes, and I timed it. And, uh, and it will talk to you about, you'll, first of all, you'll learn about yourself doing it because it's kind of fun and you go like, oh, this is how I feel, that's how I feel. But also it kind of lands you on the roadmap of where are you in relationship to that life of joy that you're looking for uh, and gives you some steps on how you can get from where you are to where you want to go. So uh, I encourage everybody to do that as well. Thank you again, Jeremy. This has been a true pleasure.